The following contest is scheduled for one fall! I've seen that man before, that's Randy Phil. The other one's some kind of half-man, half-monkey. It's a massive duplex and not one dragon in sight. Hello, you beautiful sweaty marks out there. This is episode 23 of Snapdragon Duplex, and this week we are covering last week's Dynamite. The, what's that, the fucking 12th of May, I believe. Wednesday 12th of May, we'll go with that. If it's wrong, who cares? Uh, I'm Mikey Mack. I'm home. I'm back on dry land, uh, unfortunately. Andy's offshore. That's typical. But it is what it is, and now I'm going to swing you over to your boy, Randy Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, Marks and Shaggers, we're back again with another week of AEW. This week wasn't as big or as bad as we had last week with Blood and Guts, but we got three title matches, and let's mm-hmm. crack on with the first title match and first match of the night. It was John Moxley versus Yuki Nagata for the IWGP US title. First things first, John Moxley's new tune, Mikey, mm-hmm. love it or hate it? I fucking love it. I hate it. I oh. prefer his old tune. Oh. This one just seems a bit too much for me, like, but hey-ho. Oh, no. As usual, John Moxley had his fucking good man, Eddie Kingston, with him at ringside. Mm-hmm. I checked out Yugi Nagata, his wee boy, Ren Nariata. Mm-hmm. Let's say that. I'll fucking murder two of their names. Fuck it. <laughs> but, um, cause... I'm an absolute geek nerd. <laughs> I went and had a look to see if Ren was on Dark or Dark Elevation this week. I couldn't see anything, but I'm not sure how AEW record Dark and Dark Elevation. So maybe they've done AEW Dynamite and then recorded the other two after this. So we might see him next week mm-hmm. because Tony Khan's just thinking steps ahead of so like he'll have him booked in for something and we might even see him on dark with all of this forbidden door stuff yeah the match itself john moxley versus yuki nagata i liked the match mm-hmm. it was not a technical wrestling match at all it was just no. two i can't even say two old guys going at it john moxley's like fucking 35 36 it's just two seasoned veterans mm-hmm. absolutely beating the shit out of each other yeah no much grappling at all here, no big moves, just punches, strikes, kicks. Mm-hmm. That you're gonna get a loves a big boot and they look absolute fierce. Yeah. The match, loved the match, good match, fair enough. But I don't know, were you expecting a John Moxley win? Ah, you were, weren't you? Because you thought you wouldn't put the belt on this boy because he's a fairly old timer, like. Yeah. So, yep, John Moxley retained with a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. As I said, I liked the match. What about you, Mikey? What did you make of this match? What did you make of fucking John Moxley's new tune, Wild Thing? Mm. It just. I don't know. Does it pop you? I'll give it a couple of weeks, but right now it is not doing much for me, like. Mm-hmm. You know what, man? I totally disagree with the tune. I, I really like it. I thought it was really cool that they're, they've got this rake of like new themes, but it's like kind of mainstream music, or maybe not mainstream. You don't see the kids bopping the wild thing these days. But you, you know what I mean? Like it's What's the word I'm trying to use? They're real tunes. They're not in-house music. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's really cool. It's very MMA, boxing, kind of like... I like that they bring realness like that into it now and again. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously Wild Thing goes with his character as well. 
I thought it was really cool. I thought it was like really understated, and I think the more it goes on, it's gonna be badass. Him walking out to like quite a, I want to say chilled out kind of song, if you know what I mean. It's, <clears throat> but yeah, it was cool. Totally agree with you on the match, but um, I thought it was decent, really stiff, and it was just two veteran dudes having a punchy kicky, and then Moxley won, retained the belt. So yeah, it was, it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it didn't set the world alight. But um, yeah, fun, solid, stiff match to open the show. What can you say about that? Right, so next up we had a bit of Inner Circle fucking shenanigans. So, backstage promo, apparently Chris Jericho has a mangled arm and Santana was arrested for that fork spot last week that I was on about. And I guess you can say he forked himself over. And you know what, mate? The fact that you're not here to laugh at that doesn't make any difference because you wouldn't have laughed at it if you were here. It was a shit joke. Um, the rest of the chaps say they're going to put MGF in the grave, right? And that makes me think, look, if Santana is going to jail for hitting him with a fork, you know, something that like brothers and sisters do to each other all the time, and it's in a wrestling ring, somehow MGF doesn't go to jail for throwing an ageing man off of a fucking structure to his, presumably to his death mangles his arm why would you threaten to murder this dude he's obviously got the polis on his side you know what i mean he's gonna get away with it that brings us on to cody rhodes oh everyone's favorite man comes down the middle again and he started off this promo with i know it's out of fashion to be patriotic and be proud of being an american and he got a huge usa chant and honestly man i just had to pause it and go for a break I paused it and I went, I wasn't ready for 1970s tacky dog shit fucking patriotic. It's so boring, man. It's just like Hulk Hogan stuff. I'm like, fucking, I thought we were past this. I thought we were over the fucking, I thought this was supposed to be different from WWE. So when when it started, I was like, right, I'm done. I went away. I had a wee token of my vape and I chilled out. And I came back and put it back on. And, uh... Yeah, fuck's sakes, we're getting a UK versus USA feud, and I'm not into this at all. I might actually have to fucking fast forward this entire feud, man. Do you know what, if I didn't didn't have a fucking podcast about the show, I would not be watching this feud. I, I've got a feeling, a sneaky feeling you'll be feeling the same way. I guess we'll find out in a minute. Yeah, and this is no offence to any... Americans or any fucking UK patriots listening, uh, I, I just hate patriotic bullshit storylines and I'm not looking forward to this at all, I hate both sides of this, I hate the fact that he laid the Union Jack on Cody the week before, I hate all the Twitter shit that's going on, just give me more arcade anarchy and less 1776 please. So Cody Rhodes has taken up the moniker of the American dream. Mm. That's just got to fuck me up even more because every time I want to say Dustin Rhodes for gold dust, I end up coming out with fucking Dusty because I'm an idiot anyway. <laughs> but now you've got Cody Rhodes as the American dream, I the know. working man's working man. But fucking grandson of a plumber. This is just going to be a big fucking build, isn't it? He's going to come out as a big heel and he's got to be working the dream gimmick like a few months down the line. See, once he's done with the factory... He's got to go join the elite and they're all going to be the fucking super elite and super heelish and I'll end up loving it, but I don't like this Cody. I don't know what it is. 
probably just like the fucking John Cena effect. He's trying to be a face. Yeah. And all the cunts are loving him, apart from like us. The people like in our group. Yeah. We just, we don't want that. We want the heel Cody. See when he came out with that dark hair for the TNT title match against yes. Brody Lee. That's the fucking heel Cody that I want. So, they announced it, double or nothing, it is going to be Cody Rhodes, the dream, the American dream, taking on Anthony Ogogo, US versus UK, fucking big feud here. And Cody Rhodes is already a cunt to the UK because he's moved fucking AEW pay-per-views to a Sunday night, Monday morning, when we were all absolutely loving a Saturday (laughs) night, Sunday morning, letting us just fucking enjoy the weekend. Nope, he's fucked us up. But apparently they said it's going to be because any time there's a bank holiday, they're going to do it on a Sunday, and then when there's no bank holiday involved, it's going to be on a Saturday. just feels like the past two or three now have been Sundays. Is that right? I don't remember so. they're actually like looking ahead and planning when to fucking do a pay-per-view as WWE just like throw it in every three weeks yeah, or every like- month now. There's another one. I don't know, but do they have like 14 or 15 pay-per-views a year? That's fucking Speaking ridiculous. of, we've got WrestleMania and Backlash coming up this Sunday, but by the time this goes up, it's probably past Sunday. Yeah, it's a bit shit. And we might have a new Universal Champ with Cesaro? No. Anyway, <laughs> we're not talking about WWE right now, we're talking about Dynamite and we're going straight in to the SCU versus the Young Bucks for the tag team title match. With a 60 minute time limit. And then as soon as I heard that, I just thought, oh my god, this is what's going to happen, isn't it? You're just going to have these two facing off for an hour and it'll be a time limit draw. Young Bucks keep the belt and SCU don't need to break up. Mm-hmm. That would that would make sense, wouldn't it? That would keep everybody happy. Well, we Tony Khan doesn't want to keep anybody happy. <laughs> the Young happy. Bucks win... And the SCU are no more. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. I was ready to call it quits this week. I was ready to fucking throw it in and just be like, Mikey, find yourself some kind else. Randy Phil is out. But I've had to power through. I've had to fucking... I've had to force myself round to do this. But it was a good match again. Two fucking absolute banger matches. Two title matches. Mm-hmm. Um, that... Christopher Daniels got busted open. Nick Jackson super kicked him against the ring post on the outside. And Christopher Daniels just started gushing everywhere. I thought it was a blade job, but that's just because of blood and guts last week. I thought anytime somebody gets bust open now, it's a blade job. Yeah. That's two matches and two bust opens. John Moxley got a wee cut earlier just because you're going to get as a hard bastard and doesn't hold any punches like. Mm-hmm. Now Christopher Daniels got bust open. And it wasn't a blade, it was legit, because afterwards you'll see on, like, Twitter or something, he's got a black eye and it is fucking absolutely swollen. But, my God. Um, as I said, I liked the match, it was fucking some cool stuff. Mankey, Frankie, Kazarian hitting out with a Styles Clash. Yeah. What one of the Jacksons was it? Was it Matt Jackson? Going to Christopher Daniels and they done the whole Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania <laughs> spot where he goes, I'm sorry... I love you. It was Matt. Then he goes for a super kick. Dick. But Christopher Daniels, we'll say it's Christopher Daniels, I can't remember. I was just so hyped up. I was so raging in all sorts. I just, <laughs> it was just all a blur. I've only got the big spots. But uh, yeah, Christopher Daniels kicks out after that super kick. 
And then I think they had a tombstone as well. My god, there was just all the big moves were in this match. And I can't even remember. What did how did they end it? Was it a BTE trigger? Yeah. Mate, I said I've repressed it all. I'm just so disappointed. But Young Bucks win, let's say with a BTE trigger. I'm That's sure right. you'll fucking let us all know, Mikey. Yeah. The spot man. And SEU are no more. We didn't even get like a good fucking send off at the end of the match. It didn't like take a long time to embrace Shit. it or fuck all. It was just pretty much a, oh yeah, that's SCU done now. Tune in next week. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley were just as pissed off with this result as I was because they went backstage and absolutely trashed the elite's locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they didn't stick a fucking sign on the door. And claim it as their yes. own locker room because that's just what you do in AEW now. Smash up a locker room, put a sign on it, it's now yours. Happy days. So, what did you make of the match, Mikey? Are you as upset as I am? Are you cool with Young Bucks still being the tag team champions? I might cover this later on at the end of the show, but I'll probably forget what I'm talking about mm-hmm. because I've got the attention span of a fucking fish, mate. <laughs> Are you excited to see the Curry Man and Suicide tagging together next <laughs> week and taking on it? Oh, wait, it's not even going to be them taking on Young Bucks next week. It's Varsity Blondes, isn't it? Yeah. We'll cover that later as well. Bottom line is, Curry Man and Suicide are heading to AEW. Aye, man. Um, the first thing I thought after having all that Cody Rhodes pish was, thank fuck, we're going back to normal programming and... Yeah, I'll give you some of my spots as well, man. Uh, Young Bucks were wrestling in black and red or bread. If you're in the fucking, if you're one of these trainer dudes, Air Jordan ones, and I was watching it like, fuck me, man, stop wrecking lovely trainers every week, you bastards. Another spot I really, I really liked. Um, I think it was Matt Jackson did like a fake tag where he was the ref was looking the other way and he just went. Just clapped his hands, and the ref turned around. And he's like, "Tag!" And you're like, "No, it wasn't a tag, you cheeky bastard." Brandon Cutler was kicking about the outside with a broken visage. He had like a fucking Phantom of the Opera mask on. Um, yeah, I I liked Frank Kazarian hitting the Styles Clash. You mentioned that Christopher Daniels bleeding everywhere. He was like cut above his eye. So when he was bleeding, I mean, when you get cut above your eye, it's always bad that like, you bleed like fuck. Um, but he was selling it like he was actually dying. He was wiping blood all over the place. He was bleeding all over those lovely Air Jordan ones. The bastard. Don Callis on the fucking commentary saying, "How dare he bleed on these trainers?" And I was like, "You're you're, you're fucking great on commentary, mate. You're fucking great." Um, yeah, Matt Jackson's Ric Flair's "I'm Sorry I Love You" spot was fuck. It was such a cunt trick, but you gotta love it. And the finish. The finish was. Um, you had the good brothers were in and about the place. There was a fucking aerosol can. It was. They said it was cool spray. So I'm guessing that's kind of like the opposite of deep heat. Uh, you spray it on your muscles and that. Um, and they did an aerosol spot in Christopher Daniels' eyes. They sprayed it in his eyes. And then they smacked him in the head with the can. Hit the BT trigger and they won. So the Young Bucks won dirty as fuck. Which, yeah, again, I called. Um, I mean, it's sad for SGU, but at the same time... I think we've got more stories to tell with the Young Bucks as champs. And it gets them more heat. And that's always a good thing, I guess. They haven't had the belts that long, really. A-Dub like a long fucking title reign, don't they? So I can see this going for a while. Especially with Kenny having the belt. I just 
can't see who's going to take either belts off them. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it later when we come to the fucking double or nothing stuff. But yeah, I enjoyed this match. I thought it was really fun. Um, and th- exactly what you said at the end, man. It finished. You're expecting like a long emotional kind of like thing at the end of SCU, like hugging each other and maybe saying thanks to the crowd and being like, that's what's done, shaking hands and going their separate ways. But instead, we got John Moxley and Eddie Kingston smashing fuck out of a dressing room. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this, mate. I don't want to see this. I've seen this a million times. Show me the other thing that's supposed to be was well, was well, much more notable. I don't give a fuck about people kicking in dressing rooms. I want to see this tag team that have been together for fucking 20 odd years breaking up. That's what I want to see. And they showed it later on uh, after the adverts as a replay. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. The moment's gone, mate. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so yeah, uh, we cut to a backstage promo. Christian Cage, he's chatting away, he's going on about how he's going to enter the Casino Battle Royale, and if he wins, he gets like a title shot whenever he wants. Or, he he made it sound like it was going to be whenever you want, but it'll probably be at specified Dynamite, aka straight away. Um, Do you think he'll win? Well, we don't get a chance to think about it because old Slippy Seidel is back and he's here to say that he's going to win. But first, he's going to beat Christian Cage next week. And I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, it'll be a good match. Christian's going to win. I don't know. Fucking spoilers for my predictions later on. Next match is Orange Cassidy versus Pac. And oh, it was good. It wasn't as good as the first match where it was so funny. But it was a good match. Two really solid dudes. Um, we had like some daft spots at the start. Orange Cassidy putting his shades onto Pack, Pack taking them off and snapping them. The fucking bastard. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I liked it. It was Pack and Orange Cassidy kind of doing their thing. Pack looking like a monster. I mean, then it ends fucking weird. We get a screwy weird finish. At Starfish Island Dawn, he comes out for the distraction. Uh, Kenny hits Pack with the belt behind the ref's back and then Pack and Orange Cassidy both get counted out on the ground because they're both knocked out. So they get the 10 count and that's the match over. And then straight away, Tony the Shagger comes out and he's like, double or nothing's a triple threat. Fuck you, fucking Don. Fuck you, Kenny. Happy days, Pack and Orange Cassidy. And uh, he walks out. And I guess none of us called this. Neither of us called this. Double count out and fucking making it a triple threat. I, I can't remember who I said. I think I said Pack was going to win. You said Orange Cassidy was going to win. So, hey, call it a draw. We'll call it a draw. So there we had it. Number one contender match. Winner taking on Kenny Omega. Double or nothing. And, like, right at the start of the match, JR came out with a fucking saying, if this match finished in a count out, that's the equivalent of French kissing your sister. <laughs> it's... You still get what you want, but it just doesn't feel right. That one stuck with me, and that's like pretty much exactly what we got, wasn't it? A fucking a double count out by Kenny Omega. To be fair, JR came out with some absolute belter lines on a commentary this week. That was one of them. The other one was with this match as well, after it fucking whatever, when Kenny Omega hit pack with the title. Yeah. Was it fucking, let's say, Excalibur said Kenny Omega snuck up on Pac to hit him with the belt. 
Jar said, you ain't sneaking up on any cunt with a suit like that. I was buckling. <laughs> I love that line. I mean, Jr. he's a bit fucking hit or miss. Sometimes he just loses it. Sometimes he's just on fire. Aye. This was that on fire week. Give us more of this, Jr. But the match between Pack and Orange Cassidy, it just gave me, like, flashbacks. When did they fight on the pay-per-view? Was it a revolution pay-per-view? Yeah, it was. It, it was a... Uh, Orange Cassidy taking the piss and Pack just being pissed off with it. Mm-hmm. A couple of good spots with him. Pack going for the Black Arrow. Orange Cassidy just fucking rolling to the opposite corner. <laughs> just simple but effective. It's like the equivalent of uh, when Samoa Joe just fucking sidesteps <laughs> a suicide dive. You're getting out of the way, you're doing the job. Pack just fucking beats shit out him, takes him to the opposite corner. Goes for a sit, goes to hit the black arrow again, and you think Orange Cassidy's just got to roll away. No, he rolls into him, so he just like rolls under the ring post that Pac's standing on, lies under it, and just kind of chills out, looks up at him, gives him a wee thumbs up, like, (laughs) go for it now, you dick. And that's all you needed from him because Pac just absolutely fucking went to town on him, beat him up. Fucked him up so bad that they had to get the doctor in at ringside. Then, that's pretty much when fucking Don Callis came out, started giving him some lip. Hurry up and finish the fucking match so we can get Pac versus Kenny Omega. It was all a ruse for Kenny Omega to sneak attack. Pac <laughs> hits him with the belt, double countdown, French kissing your sister. We get the finish. Nobody <laughs> wins, everybody loses. So Kenny Omega. Gets the night off at double or nothing. Until Shagger Tony appears. <laughs> it must just be like a Tony thing. So Tony Schiavone got a word from Tony Khan that that's not how this is going. And at no. double or nothing, we're getting a triple threat match. So it'll be Kenny Omega versus Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Which is pretty cool, that is not ex- not at all what I was expecting when mm-hmm. we had like the best friends versus the death triangle a few weeks back. I thought it was going to be like a massive six man tag, not a triple threat with Kenny Omega at the next pay-per-view for a title. You expect Kenny Omega to walk away with the belt anyway, but it's going to be like cool seeing this feud in the main event. Yeah. I'm excited for it, I'm cool that this is the way it went. It is kind of like a fucking cheap shot, cheap finish, but we're getting a good result with it. We're getting both men in the main event. Yeah. Doesn't matter, Kenny Omega's taking the belt. Then, after that match, after that announcement, we're backstage. The Young Bucks with the Good Brothers backstage, looking at their torn-up locker room. That's like their sanctuary. That's where they go and just, like, shoot the shit and they're pissed off. It's all broke up. But Young Bucks got a promo. They're taking on the Varsity Blondes next week. Don't know if it's a title match, but Varsity Blondes are a number one contender, which I'm surprised at because that was like the jobber tag team two months ago or something. They were just getting whipped on every week. So they must have been racking up wins on Dark and Dark Elevation to earn the number one contender spot. Maybe a title match next week. Might look it up, probably won't. Fucking, it's our podcast. We can do what we want or not do (laughs) what we want, and I do not want to look it up. Uh, the Young Bucks announced that they're going to have a fucking super kick party at Double or Nothing, so mm-hmm. I don't know what that entails. Maybe SEO will show up and give them some super kicks. Mm. Don't know why I'm cl- why I'm clenching on this SEO. They're done. That Let is go. it. Like AEW stick by the rules, right? Let go. We got it with Cody Rhodes. 
We left it with a couple other folks. Mind Jericho just said, ah, it's what AEW does. They play by the rules. Yeah. Essie, you are done. I'm gutted, but I'm in denial here. Five stages of grief. <laughs> Where does denial rank on the five stages? Am I still at number one? It's near the start. Ah, fuck it. Next week, tune in for SEU. It just feels like there's a lot of fucking promos this week, isn't it? Because then next we've got Hangman Adam Page backstage with the Dark Order mm-hmm. after they went on an absolute bender and went missing last week after Brian Cage beat him the week before. Yeah. Uh, Hangman's just pissed off. He's pretty much said it took three and a half men to beat him down. I don't know who the half man was. Was it Hook? Was it Ricky Starks? Either way, you'd be pissed off if you were being referred to as a half man. <laughs> so fucking. Where am I? Hangman Adam Page is challenging Brian Cage. Mate, I'm still. I'm pissed off with that. I thought they could have just dealt with it and moved on. I can't be bothered with Hangman Page and Cage and Rage and Sage and <laughs> fucking all of that stuff. Adam Page versus Brian Cage at double or nothing. I don't know. He, he worked in double or nothing in his wee fucking speech and I don't know if it means if Hangman Page wins that he will take Brian Cage's number 5 ranking or if he goes back to number 1 or if Cage wins he gets his rank doubled so he's pretty much next number 1 contender I don't know if that is like anything legit what he said or if it was just like a wee fucking bit of spiel so that he can work double or nothing into it kind of confused me kind of pissed me off because i was just raging whenever he said brian cage versus hangman page again mm-hmm. double or nothing you'll have the two and you're going to have team tad well that was that wasn't it adam page said one-on-one no team taz so is it an actual one-on-one no team taz no dark order yeah or do we have Dark Order in the corner of Adam Page and Team Taz in the corner of Brian Cage. It's one Fuck one. knows. What's your thoughts? Are you chuffed to see this match again? No. Is it going to be a fucking all-out brawl? Both teams, Team Taz, Dark Order. Where's Matt Hardy in all of this shit? He was fucking raging with Dark Order mm-hmm. not too long ago. Has he just forgot about that? Nah, fuck it. What's your thoughts, Mikey? Are you buzzing for this match again? How's the Double or Nothing card shaping up for you so far? Are you buzzing for it or what? Double or Nothing I'm looking forward to. This is one of these matches where like I'm not looking forward to it at all, but it has potential to not steal the show, but to be a fucking banger. You know what I mean? Both guys have... If, if they go wild with it... Do you know what I think would be the best thing for this? No Stramash at all. Just fuck him. Let these two guys go fucking tits on each other. And keep that stipulation fucking held strong no dark order no team taz but it's not what they're going to do they're going to say it's no dark order no team taz and they're going to fucking have team taz in the dark order there man it's going to be fucking it's just you know i mean it's it's and if they do have them come in then this is going to be a feud that's going to go on for fucking months if they don't and it's just one-on-one and whoever wins wins then that's it over do you see what i'm getting it's like i'm i'm not if this is the end, then I'm then I'm into it. If this is the start, then no. Right, so we've got a pinnacle segment. I guess it's not really a promo, but it's a segment. Um, you got the pinnacle. They're all in the ring. They're fucking celebrating. MJF's got a crown on. Looks like the Burger King. And then Tully Blanchard gives them all a watch. Um, I mean, what, so so while they're all getting the watch and they're all in their suits and everything and. You know, you know the way we like them. 
MGF with the crown, I'm just looking at it going like King Corbin, King Corbin, King Corbin. And that's all I can think. And that's one man I never want to see on telly ever again. So I don't know why they're going for that look. But there you go. Maybe they're looking more for King Booker. But they're coming off as King Corbin. So, blah, 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 doing the usual fucking, it's kind of going on and on and on. I'm not really paying that much attention. And then the fucking inner circle come flying up the ramp. You know the side ramp where Trent's Maw always comes down in the car. So they come down with a dune buggy dragging a trailer. It's not a dune buggy, you know what I mean? It's one of those fucking stadium car things. And Jericho comes out as well. Um, there's a big sign on the back that says a little bit of the bubbly on it. Um, I said that wrong. A little bit of the bubbly. And um, Jericho pops out. He asks for a rematch. MGF says, fucking no. And then Sammy Guevara starts hitting him with a cannon of fucking bubbly. Which, you know what? It's, it's funny, but I've already seen the milk van, I've already seen the beer van, and now I've seen the bubbly van I mean, what's it going to be next? Shit? We're going to just spray shit over everyone? Are we going to spray fucking asbestos over everyone? Because everything else before is actually quite nice, like I wouldn't be that bothered if I got sprayed with champagne like that, I'd feel like a Formula 1 lady, you know, like the pit girls, but maybe that's just me uh, Stadium Stampede 2, that's the fucking bottom line. I'm beating about the bush, let's fucking smack it. Stadium Stampede 2 has been, the challenge has been laid down by MGF. But if the Inner Circle lose, they break up fucking forever. Like SCU. Randy, they're broken, they're gone, you need to let go, mate. You need to let go. And I think soon you're going to have to let go of the Inner Circle. So, that's that. Then a circle got what they want, kinda. Uh, MGF's getting what he wants, kinda. We'll see what happens. And we move on to a promo with Britt Baker. And it's like a backstage interview with JR. And the long and the short of it is she's the baddest bitch on the block. JR said it. Britt Baker said it. She's going to win the belt. That's all they're hyping up here for. There's not much else of substance to it other than she's a badass. We then had a Thunder Rosa in action squash match. I mean, there's not much really to say about both these segments. Both the women's segments, um, Thunder Rosa came in, smashed fuck out someone, I can't remember who it was. And Britt Baker had a promo where she was on about she was the baddest bitch on the block. So, like, you've got two very strong contenders in the women's division, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get Britt Baker winning the belt, Thunder Rosa challenging. That's what I think they're kind of getting you subconsciously ready for by putting them back to back then we've got Jade Cargo hang as well so Jade Cargo um, backstage they're like oh there's this other dude, I can't remember his name but he managed MJF and look at MJF now he's got a fucking shitty crown so I mean that that could be you, you could get a crown I'll buy you a crown um, Jade's just like nah fuck that I'm still that bitch no bosses Fuck off. What'd you make of all this stuff, Randy? Right, I'm just going to smash this stuff out quick and we can get on to the good stuff, get on to the main event, the pinnacle coronation, decent promo, but it just totally like undone everything last week from Blood and Guts because now they're having a rematch at Double or Nothing 
in Jericho's rotting about in the back of a big truck that is full mm-hmm. of a little bit of the bubbly. Is it a little bit of the bubbly or is that a lot of bit of the bubbly? <laughs> Double or nothing. Pinnacle versus Inner Circle Mark II. Fucking weird one. But let's see how it goes. When is it? May 30th, maybe? About then? I'm excited for Pinnacle versus Inner Circle 2. I want to say no, but I will be. Yes. Let's see what Round 2 is going to give us. If Inner mm-hmm. Circle lose, they are done. Finito. Yeah. Don't think it'll happen. I think they'll get a fucking wee snide win. Then we're gone. We got the Britt Baker promo. Don't know what she was saying. Pretty much just bigging up her uh, title match for double or nothing. Cool. Give us a title match. Let's see what he got. And then a Thunder Rosa jobber squash match, which is weird because she's still not officially AEW, I don't think. I think she is still NWA, which is weird. But yes, she won. What did she win with? Thunder Rosa Power Driver Tiger Drive? Something like that. Yeah, that's Doesn't matter. It's not a Snapdragon Duplex. No t shirt for you. <laughs> and then just before the main event, we got another one of those weird black and white creepy vignettes backstage promo uh, it's like a specialty promo a vignette vignette it's Darby Allen and he's pretty much just saying to Miro you're here in AEW now you've been bigging yourself up what have you actually got what can you actually do oh Darby <laughs> why did you have to go and say that we're going to find out exactly what Miro's going to do mm-hmm. take it away Mikey give us the main event right the main event like you said, starts off Darby Allen's weird promo. I'm assuming this is the basement of the Hoodlum headquarters. Yeah, he practically said Miro's useless. And he, he calls him generic. And you're like, okay, that's fine. And then fucking Miro comes out in red shorts and red boots. And he looks like fucking Zangief from Street Fighter. So, generic? I think not. Darby Allen comes out with his, with his old uh, thing. Uh, his pain's pretty cool this week, actually. Instead of it being, like, the... What's that? The fucking left half of his body. He's got the top half of his torso. So, like, from his fucking midriff up to his head. It's quite cool. Um, and then Miro starts kicking the shit out of Darby before the bell even rings. And he's absolutely manhandling him. He's screaming, What's this? Am I fucking underwhelming now? I'm underwhelming now. I really wish they did say fucking as much as we do, before great um he's like am i underwhelming you scream that into the camera and i thought it was fucking class and then for the kind of like you know you know like the switch moment where like it switches to the face getting the offense and for the switch darby hits maybe the fastest tope suicide i've ever seen he's actually sprinting at the rope and flies out i'm just like fucking hell he's nippy and then he's there's a bit more stromash darby ends up cinching in a sleeper hold and he holds it for like a good minute, maybe? Like a good solid minute. Uh, and then Miro ends up slamming him against the, you know, like the wall of the stage. He slams him against that uh, just to get himself out of the sleeper hold. Darby goes for a coffin drop on the inside of the ring. Miro kind of catches him and rolls him over. And then there's a wee bit of a brolash and um, there's a lot of near falls. Miro kicking out at two and a half, two and a half, two and a half. Until he fucking sinks in a camel clutch and then pulls it right back, bending fucking Darby over like a scorpion's tail. 
and it's over. Miro is your TNT champion. And at this point, I'm like, yes, man, I'm fucking buzzing. I'm so happy he's got it. And I want to see the celebration. And I'm like, here we go. We're just going to end on a celebration. We're going to end with him holding the fucking championship belt, being like, I'm the fucking best, and I'll be over. But are we fuck going to get that? What do we get? We get fucking, what, 10, 20 seconds Dramash instead? Like, what the, I don't want, I don't fucking need this. This is 10, 20 seconds I don't need. It doesn't add anything. So you get this Stramash, all Stramash wrestling. <sighs> like, what's the fucking need, man? Who is it? Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, fucking Sting. I think the Dark Order show up. Uh, maybe they don't, I don't know. Fucking Undisputed Era. Fucking NWO. DX. Fucking Hulk Hogan. They're all there, all the boys. They have a massive Stramash. And I'm like, why why couldn't we have opened next week's show with this? We've got one more dynamite before double nothing. Why do we need this? Why couldn't you have given Miro his moment? Let him have his monster moment of like, I've just fucking won. I deserve this. And he gets a big fucking celebration and it ends on that note. And you go, wow, Miro is the fucking man. Instead, we get this confusing thing of like, okay, cool. These guys are fighting. We already know that there's some other stuff going on. And then you get the visual at the end that we were wanting the whole time of him holding up the belt and Darby's head towards the camera. So yeah, I mean, I loved this match until that Stramash. I was like, just stop doing this. We don't need this every time. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's completely uh, not needed. And this was one of those times. But overall, the show, pretty fucking good, actually. Um, it was a lot of setup for Double or Nothing. And we've got a new champion. We've got a new TNT champ. And also, I've been pouring out my drink for SCU. My carpet is shagged. I've been pouring it out the whole podcast just because I know Randy would want me to do it. So hopefully he'll pay for this carpet to get cleaned as well. And let's cut over on that lovely note to what Randy has to say himself. There you go, main event over. Fucking Miro is the new TNT television champion. TNT champion. AWTNT champion, whatever it is, it's, it's now Miro's. It was a fucking mental match. Miro just came out and absolutely beasted Darby start to finish. Towards the end there, or middle end, whatever. Darby started getting some cool wee hope spots in. You did think, right, this is going to be another Darby win quick mm-hmm. at the end. I was really enjoying Darby's comeback, but Miro catches him, gets him in the game over, and then... The ref calls it off. So, I think the ref called it off. I don't think Darby quit, and this is where everything's starting to get weird for me. Yeah. So, match is over. Miro wins. Sting gets jumped again for the second time, I think, of the night by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Mm -hmm. Then the Dark Order come rushing out. They chase him away. Miro's in the ring celebrating... It ended so abruptly, didn't it? Yeah. Like, this is what I'm getting at. It just felt as though that last bit was all rushed. Yeah. And then I stopped, had a wee think about it, and then I went back. It was like 50 seconds. Yeah. 50 seconds between the end of the match and the show going off the air. And Darby Allen didn't quit. The ref called for a stoppage. So, like, maybe he'll have a claim for getting a rematch some point down the line. Yeah. Because all he had to do was last 50 more seconds 
and then it would have been a TV time remaining draw. Yeah. And it would have still been champion. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. It's cool. I liked the way it ended because it was just so quick and abrupt and you actually had to go back and think about it there. Like, it just seemed as though it was rushed at the end, but 50 seconds, that's all it needed to be longer and Darby would have still have been the TNT champion. I liked the match. I liked Miro coming in, just being a big beast there, bastard. Yeah. I like that he's now got the belt. I enjoyed Darby as a TNT champion, but since Sting came along, it seems like that's been the bigger story. Now you're going to have, well, you could probably have them as a tag team taking on Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. That's it, just fucking Sting and Darby, stepdad, stepson, foster, <laughs> fucking family, whatever it is. People are going to watch that. Yeah. That was probably better than any of. Darby's championship matches see like excitement build wise the street fight that they've done against Team Taz was better yeah it was excellent I've enjoyed that more than any of Darby's title defences yeah and I'm just buzzing to see what's going to happen with Miro are we going to get Miro with some big beefy boys battling on TNT TV for the TNT title do you think he'll have a title match at double or nothing Hope so. Lance Archer has been saying for fucking weeks how he's wanting next in line. Beef. So we could have a Lance Archer versus Miro. Yeah. Two big bastards. Big beefy boys. Kip will be out for a few months, like. Yeah. We could wait until uh, Kip returns and you could have a face Kip mm-hmm. taking on Miro for the belt, maybe. That would be weird. I've never seen Kip as a face. Might end up loving it, but we'll see. Overall thoughts of this week, I fucking... I want to say that I didn't enjoy it, but I actually did. I think it's because I was so hyped up from blood and guts from the week before I was expecting this one to be an absolute banger, but we had some good matches, disappointed with the SCU result. Yeah. And also, it's all heel champions now, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. You've got, well, apart from the women's champion, Hikaru Shida, she's face, Kenny Omega heel, Miro heel, Young Bucks heel, there needs to be some title changes happening at the big pay-per-view. Especially when they've been building Britt Baker so much. She needs to win that. And I don't think they'll have an all-heel championship run. All-heel wrestling? Maybe they will. Maybe I'm just going to look like an absolute dick. But we <laughs> will see. But we're getting ahead of ourselves anyway. Before we get the pay-per-view, I think we've got two more weeks. Yeah. Maybe just one more week to be fair. I think it's one. But next week, let's run down the card. First up, I've got Serena Deeb versus Red Velvet for the NWA Women's Belt. Yep. I will take Serena Deeb. You okay. need to, don't you? There's no way they're going to fucking do a title change on from another brand on Dynamite. Have they done it yet? I don't think so. Now's not the time to start. Who's your pick, Mikey? Serena Deeb or Red Velvet? Uh, do you know what? I didn't know it was an NWA title thing, so I wrote Red Velvet down. And now that you say that, I don't. I mean, I agree with you, but I'm gonna pick Red Velvet because it's already written down. I'm just gonna have to go with it. It's fucking set in stone, mate. So Red Velvet against my better judgment. Next up, we have the Young Bucks versus the Varsity Blondes. I can't remember if this is a mm-hmm. title match or not. I said I'd maybe go look it up, but I didn't bother. Fuck that. I've done this recording in two parts. 
This is the second part, and I've just finished a 12-hour shift, and I am fucked. <laughs> Varsity Blondes. If it's a non-title match, Varsity Blondes. If it is a title match, Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks will go on to have a super kick party at Double or Nothing, which I'm excited to see. Let's see what a super kick party really is. Who are you taking, Mikey? Varsity Blondes or Young Bucks? I think you're nuts. You keep picking the Varsity Blondes in matches they're definitely not going to win. Um, Young Bucks, it's got to be. If the Young Bucks lose to that fucking mullet, I just... I'll, I tell you what, if they lose, I'll let you host a super kick party in my house. How about that? So, Young Bucks and if Varsity Blondes win, uh, Randy can come and show me what a super kick party really is. Boot me in the fucking puss. We've got Christian Cage and his open challenge that he issued to Team Taz. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, Matt Seidel has picked it up. Is he Team Taz? I absolutely doubt it. But Matt Seidel versus Christian next week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Christian Cage, isn't it? His yeah. whole thing is outwork everyone. There's yep. no point in coming in, outworking three folks, and then getting pumped <laughs> off Matt Seidel, who can't win <laughs> championship eliminators, whatever that is. He can't win the championship match to fight the champion for the <laughs> championship <laughs> championships <laughs> who are you taking Christian it's got to be Christian Cage for exactly the same reasons you said championships and then the last match that we've got is Anthony Ogogo versus Austin Gunn mm-hmm. of the Nightmare Factory Gun Club yeah yeah let's go for it Gun Club who are you <sighs> Who are you taking? Who am I taking? That's what I need to know. Can't even give you something to take. <laughs> I feel like we both need to go for Anthony Agogo because we're on this side of the ocean. We're in the UK. We need to take the homeboy. Oh. Ah, yeah, okay, we'll take him. I'll take him at least anyway. You can you can pick entirely who you want. This is your week <laughs> to pick what you want. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will take Anthony Agogo. And it's not going to be a pinfall, is it? It's going to be a big fucking haymaker to the gut to win them, put them down. Mm -hmm. Then Cody's got to show up and do fucking Cody shit. Yeah. Yeah. I will. What is your pick, Mikey? It's going to be Anthony Agogo, man. It's like, that's the thing, it's got nothing to do with the fact that the patriotic shite, because as I've already said, fuck that. Fuck everything about that. But um, I just love him. I, I love him. I loved him as a boxer. I'm fucking glad he's got a new thing going, and of all things, he's picked the thing that I love the most. So, Anthony Agogo, always a go-go. That'll be me. Anytime he's got a match, I'm always a go-go. So, I'm going to go-go with a go-go. That's us for another week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mikey, for taking care of all the grunt work. <laughs> I'm telling you, see this working the three weeks away. Brutal. Can't be arsed with it. Brutal. But... How long? I reckon I'm halfway through now. Aye. By the time this goes out, I'll be down to the final seven anyway. Yeah. Then I can go home. Then we've got double or nothing. Big double or nothing party. Let's go. Super kick party. But thanks for listening. Go get me on Twitch at Randy Phil. Follow us at all the good places. Love each and every one of you. Thank you. Right, Randy Phil out. Uh, thanks very much, everyone, for listening. It's been a good show. It's been enlightening. How about that? It's been a fucking learning experience for all of us. Uh, yeah, catch us, like Randy said, you can catch us on all the fucking social media places. Just type in Snapdragon Duplex and we'll be there. 
Get us on the website, www.snapdragonduplex.co.uk. You can download all our episodes on there. Um, you know, send them to your mall. Do what you want with them. I don't know, print them out as a fucking sound wave and put them on your wall. Why not? I mean, the only thing stopping you is the limits of your own imagination. That's all I'll say. Thanks so much for listening again, guys. We really appreciate you. Give us, a, give us a follow. Give us a follow on all your podcast places, whether you like that. We really appreciate that. That means a lot to us. And, um, yeah, take care of yourselves. Peace and love. Peace and love.